Welcome to the Spiritual Psychiatrist Podcast, the show where we explore the unity of spirituality and mental health. I'm your host, Dr. Samuel Lee, and it's a joy to be on this transformative, epic journey with you. I call the most epic love story ever written, the return of at least a billion souls back to source. As a board-certified psychiatrist with a deep passion for integrating spirituality and mental well-being, I'm here to guide you through the eternal life wisdom, latest science, expert interviews, and personal stories that will catalyze your path to healing, growth, self-realization, and self-actualization. Whether you're seeking answers, inspiration, or simply a deeper understanding of your own inner world, you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unlock the healing and limitless potential within each one of us. Enough said, let's dive into today's episode. What's up, beautiful souls? To start today's podcast, I want to go ahead and set the frequency. By the love of original, eternal source consciousness field, we have come, we have come, we have come. So setting a barrier now of the frequency of unconditional love on the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual plane around this podcast in all dimensions and all timelines. We welcome in the frequency of unconditional love By the truth of original eternal source consciousness field we stand. So we pray today that the truth would be spoken and the truth will set us free for we are free indeed and we welcome in the frequency of truth. By the power of original eternal source consciousness field we fly so we welcome each and every person who is listening to step into their power unapologetically unconditioned unprogrammed a unique oscillatory vibratory of almighty living creator source flowing through us in every breath we breathe by the grace of original eternal source consciousness field i now sanctify and renew this podcast episode everybody listening to it as under the divine protector of the original eternal life founders races melchizedek the cloister emerald amethyst and gold order Thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy will is now being done in this podcast on earth as it is in the highest heavens for the highest good, joy and abundance for Mother Earth and everyone and everybody living on it. We give gratitude in advance. Taisha into doe, Taisha into doe, Taisha into doe, spoken as it is stated now and so it is done. So today I'm excited to share with you guys the true history of Lemuria, Atlantis, and Egypt. There's a lot of stories floating out there, a lot of people having different perspectives, cool. But when I heard this history, it resonated as truth. So today I want to encourage you, anybody listening to this, to really listen, L-I-S-T-E-N, exclamation, exclamation. You see, sound cannot lie. Behind someone's sound, you're going to find someone's intention. So when you listen, listen with your DNA. Not to agree, not to disagree, but to really 
understand with your DNA? Is it resonating as truth for you? Is it resonating not as true? And why does it matter? Because believe it or not, there's been three memory wipes of human DNA. So sometimes you'll hear me talk about the fourth to 12 strand of DNA that was wiped. And history will repeat itself unless we learn from the past. So these timelines are looping World War One, World War Two, World War Three, possibly, if we don't learn from the past, history will repeat itself. And so that's why I feel like it's super important for the time we're living in today to understand the true history of what really happened in uh, Lemuria, Atlantis, and Egypt, so we can learn from that, not loop the past and go back into war and fighting and division, but to start embodying our soul and to resonate and oscillate into new systems, a new earth. And in order for there to be balance, masculine and feminine, positive, negative, the truth must be known because the truth will set us free and we are free indeed. We are free, we are free, we are free. So this wisdom that I'm about to share with you has been released many, many times. It's been attempted to be released to humanity many times. And this wisdom in essence, what it's saying is that you are who you've been looking for. Take a look inside and you will find you are who you've been looking for the whole damn time. Now you hear a lot of spiritual people say, Go within. Everything you need is within. It's true. But go within where? To the intron potential DNA. Scientists used to call junk. It's not junk. So 90% of the DNA, they couldn't see it. And most linear third dimensional scientists have never experienced their multidimensional self. If you want to experience your multidimensional self, come to my next retreat. It's just the truth. We are multidimensional. The greatest lie ever told to humanity is that we are third dimensional. No, we are multidimensional. And so for the fourth to 12 stranded DNA, if you want to call it, is the potential DNA. And just think about the potential. If we can, you know, some scientists say we only use 10% of our brain, but when you activate the potential DNA for every DNA strand that is accreted, a cellular memory, you start remembering who you are. And as you start getting into accreting your fifth DNA strand, your sixth DNA strand, you want to see an angel activate your sixth DNA strand. That is your sixth and your angelic mind. So you are who you've been looking for. Take a look within, but within where to your intron potential DNA and the language of our potential DNA is what you do not see frequency, sound, light and symbols. And so, you know, a lot of people are going to Egypt for spiritual tracks and things like that. Why? Because these ancient civilizations for a period of time, they had access to multidimensional frequencies. And when Earth has access to multidimensional frequencies and they're following the sacred law of one, the culture thrives. Because high frequency is coming into Earth and spreading over Earth. And so we're going to go into the dive into the history of what really happened. And this is the eternal life wisdom. Some people call it Kalantic science written about by Asiana Dean in Voyagers chapter Voyagers 2. And so I think it's really important for humanity 
to start waking up, remembering who we are. And in order to do that, we have to remember our origins, what really happened, so we can learn from that, not make the same mistakes. Instead, create a new earth. So here we go. Um, 68,000 to 55,000 years ago, Lemurian and Atlantean cultures prospered because they were following the sacred law of one, unity consciousness, and had access to multi-dimensional frequencies. So the sacred law of one is the only law I follow which means all things are interconnected, interdependent. All things come from source. Therefore, innately, all things have value and all things because they are source and all things are equal value. So they were following this based on love and compassion, inclusivity, and their cultures were prospering. Now, this is partly because they had access to multi-dimensional frequencies. So the Ark of the Covenant, you've heard about that, some of you. In the Bible, they talk about this big gold box that held the Ark of the Covenant. Well, the Ark of the Covenant actually is a portal that exists between Earth's core, D2, uh, Dimension 2 core, and Andromeda, Universal Stargate number 9. So imagine a portal that energy can flow through from the core of Mother Earth beneath the surface, the core, and all the way up into, so there's dimensions in universes as well, universal dimension nine, which is Andromeda M31 galaxy. So they had, ancient Atlantis had this portal, they were following the sacred law of one, and so multi-dimensional frequencies, the energy that comes into Earth, they could access this. And so Lemurian and Atlantis culture were thriving. And it was actually at the time, the Ark of the Covenant was guarded by what we call Anu Melchizedek's and Hebrews. And so that's why you start, all these things start making sense. Oh, the Hebrews, how they honor the Ark of the Covenant, how they had this close symbology with the Ark of the Covenant. And so they were gifted large crystalline power generators by the Syrian blues. So Earth has guardians, if you want to call it. And at the time, the Syrian or six dimensional universal beings were kind of protecting in charge of protecting mother earth. So they were gifted these large crystalline power generators by Syrian blues, and they could draw energy from earth's D2 core and store energy in crystals, which allowed power to be drawn through the Ark of the covenant which enabled them to bring multi-dimensional frequency to earth. And this energy brought great technological advancement far beyond present day earth. With this multi-dimensional frequency they were able to bring, they were able to neutralize gravity, instant manifestation, demanifestation, teleportation, and bioenergetic healing and the culture was thriving so when you start ascending into higher dimensions your soul there there's a certain frequency where our natural gifts start to come online by location healing there is a frequency where disease doesn't exist 
That's why Jesus said there's a perfect love that casts out all fear. When you get to a certain frequency, this disease doesn't exist. And when you can bring that frequency of the soul and the soul of Mother Earth, if you want to call it from Sirius, from Andromeda, all the way down, you can start doing things like instant manifestation. That's how Jesus turned loaves of bread into fish, right? So all these things start making sense. And in all actuality, even though Western science says there's, you know, I don't even know how many diseases they label in the DSM-5, the psychiatrist Bible now, the 20,000, whatever. No, there is not 20,000 diseases. There's only one. And that is a disconnection from one's own higher self. Because when you can access that higher self, the healing frequencies, it's a natural healing is a natural result of accessing your soul. Higher oscillation entrains lower vibration. So with that being said, 55,000 years ago, the Anunnaki resistance. So imagine them to be Illuminati off-planet elders. They started infiltrating the culture and they started causing genetic and social digression. They started distorting the law of one. And they took on an elitist, patriarchal, sexist slant of greed and power and replaced with the creed of the Templar Solar Initiates, which caused division and unrest. And from this on forth, we will refer to them, off-planet Illuminati elders, as well as their on-planet minions, as the Templar Anu. So this is really important to understand. There are beings, long, 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 long time ago, who through free will choice, the greatest gift ever given to humanity, is free will choice. There's no source, force in source. For there to be love, there has to be a choice. If there's no choice, it's not love, it's fear. So there, through free will choice, there was a group that cut themselves off from the source of all energy. Now, if you cut yourself off from the source of all energy, you have to vampire, parasite, and take energy from other sources, such as Earth, such as other people. And so this off-planet Illuminati started vampiring energy and they had they were trying to survive like this need for greed which leads to more need it's never satisfied it's never quenched and it's important to realize these safe same off-planet off people are doing the same things today using the same strategies today and history repeats itself because timelines are based on frequency they're using the same techniques today and they started um, infiltrating the Atlantean caste started to do uh, cause division and unrest and distort the sacred law of one. So 52,000 years ago, the Templar Anu, uh, they recruited Dracos to help infiltrate Earth. They promised the Dracos, you know, parts of Earth when they took over Earth. That's what they're trying to do, take over the energy of Earth. And they infiltrated Lemuria. And if you know about Dracos, reptilians, if you want to call it, um, they're very aggressive, warlike beings. And so uh, they were used very aggressive terror tactics. And Lemurians, on the other hand, 
And, you know, some of you, if you've done pilgrimages to Mount Shasta or Kauai, Hawaii, <laughs> shout out to all my Lemurian friends, you'll actually start meeting them. They were waiting for the time where humanity would wake up and, you know, they're, they're starting to surface again. And so, um, you know, if you go to those Kauai, Hawaii and Mount Shasta, you'll find a lot of books and things about the Lemurians and um, they're real. And so they're, they're very kind. They're very in their divine feminine. They're very gentle. And so imagine these reptilian dracos coming and invading and just like, you know, causing unrest um, for the Lemurians. So a plan was devised to stop the Dracos to seal them off. Small pinpoint explosives underground were placed to trap them. The explosions, however, caused earth grids, the brain of Mother Earth, the ley lines of Mother Earth, to overload by energy, and there was an explosion underneath Lemuria. Many integrated into Atlantean civilization. Modern-day Lemurians largely exist in Kauai, Hawaii, and Mount Shasta, California. So a plan was devised, and they started, you know, pinpoint to trap the Dracos, and it exploded, but it blew up partially the continent of Lemuria, and so they had to evacuate. This explosion caused the portal passage of the Ark of the Covenant, the core of Mother Earth, to Andromeda. It caused damage to it. So it was restructured and the Ark of the Covenant was moved out of Atlantis to Egypt, which now had access to the multidimensional portal passageway. And then Egypt now became the cultural hub of Mother Earth and prospered. So this explosion in Lemuria caused them to move the Ark of the Covenant to Egypt. And if you actually look at watch some certain types of guy TV or listen to certain spiritual teachers or all this new age um, stuff online. A lot of people are saying that, Oh, our spiritual origins are from Egypt. That is false. Long before Egypt, there was a migration from Atlantis right here from Atlantis before Atlantis. There was Lemuria. We're talking about it right now, but before Lemuria, there were the 12 original celestial human tribes. So there's a far more ancient history, which it's, it's not humanity's fault. The DNA was blank slate, slated several times, three times. So when you disconnect, and we're going to go into it in this podcast, when you disconnect human beings from their upper strain of DNA, they forget their soul memory, right? So there was a blank slate technology which wiped human DNA from remembering and then created a false, the Illuminati off-planet elders created a false narrative that we evolved from apes, that all of it started in Egypt. No, it didn't. And so we're going to go into that today. So, and it's also really important, this patriarchal slanted Templar. So today you see, you know, women in the Middle East not allowed to, to take off and show their face. Where did this start? You see in the church. Oh, women who are not allowed to orda be ordained. So this suppression, oppression of women and the divine feminine, you can trace it back right here. And this has infiltrated all of society and every system, causing an imbalance away from the sacred law of one of equality into this need for greed and political religious control. So this is where it started in Atlantis. 
So the patriarchal slanted Templar, Anu, migrated and started to infiltrate the Atlantean priest caste. And so a lot of these things I'm talking about, you, you can notice there's a lot of people out there calling themselves Melchizedek's and, you know, just, you know, trust your energy. There's a lot of different types of Melchizedek. And like today in politics and religion started infiltrating the people and they had a plan to take over inner earth and earth. And this is predominantly where the patriarchy stems from suppression and oppression of women all over the world. So as these off-planet Illuminati were seeking to take over the world through inner earth and the portals, a petition for help was made to the Interdimensional Association of Free Worlds. So earth, there are uh, councils, and if you don't believe me, come to one of my ceremonies. There are councils that watch over Mother Earth, okay? And sometimes when there's a crisis, um, you can appeal to them and they'll intervene. So a petition was made for protection as their primary target was the Ark of the Covenant at D2 Earth Core. If they could control that, they could control the portal and they could control what energies flow in and out of Mother Earth. So through history, you're going to see that when you follow the Ark of the Covenant, you know, there's stories and legends of people touch it, they die. There's stories and legends of, you know, the fight and battles, and they would bring it into battle and they would win, right? And so we're seeing now when the Ark of the Covenant was located in Atlantis, it thrived. When it was located in Egypt, it thrived. And whoever controls that, the portal, Ark of the Covenant, controls the energies that which can come in and out of Mother Earth. And this is where the word Templar comes from. They're actually talking about Stargates, the Knights Templar, right? which are protecting Stargate's original intention before it got corrupted, right? But like, that was what it was to control these multidimensional frequency harmonic resonating portals in and out of Mother Earth, because whoever controls that controls Mother Earth, the energy that comes in and out. So these off-planet Illuminati started to devise a plan, as they're currently still doing. So uh, the petition was heard. And 48,500 years ago, the Syrian Council, uh, Syrian Universal Stargate 6, uh, instructed members to make a direct show of power in Egypt and Atlantis. So the portals to inner earth were fortified by building bases of operation directly over the portals that had access to the Ark of the Covenant. I'll repeat that. The portals to inner earth were fortified by building bases of operation that directly over the portals that had access to the Ark of the Covenant. So the original Sphinx that all these people are taking pilgrimage to was built. Originally, it was built as an operation base, which covered the portal to inner earth which was linked directly to a portal passage of the Ark of the Covenant. The original Sphinx was originally used for protection and to store sacred records and text. And if you look at the Sphinx, you'll see it has the head of a Anunnaki warrior. And then you'll see that it has a body of a lion. And this is because the architects honored their Leonine universal ancestors, if you want to call it, which had a, f a feline 
uh, type of body, right? And so this all starts making sense when you start understanding the true history of what really happened. So these onks, and so, you know, you see these hieroglyphs with these ET beings uh, holding onks. What were they? The onks were devices charged with five fifth dimensional energy and ultra high frequency from the Ark of the Covenant. They were used to create the Sphinx and various pyramids by providing power to reverse gravitational pull. So how did they build the pyramids with all those large, heavy things? One of the ways they did it was through the onks charged from the Ark of the Covenant with high multidimensional frequency, which can reverse gravitational pull and directly affect the morphogenetic fields of Earth's matter. So what is a morphogenetic field? Imagine it to be pre-matter, before matter, you know, what we see, 3D, imprints and becomes matter, there has to be a morphogenetic blueprint, a divine blueprint, so that it can, you want to say, um, manifest on the physical plane. So imagine like, for example, a diabetic, when they cut off their leg, they, even though their physical legs not there, they can still feel phantom pain. Why? Because the morphogenetic field or the blueprint for that still exists. And so the blueprint or the morphogenetic field for our 12-stranded DNA still exists. If you send it the right sound, frequency, and symbols, you can start reactivating, remembering your eternal life potential, which is stored in your potential DNA. So these onks were used as construction tools, weather modulators, healing tools, and interdimensional transit devices. So the second major construction, you know, to protect the Ark of the Covenant from the people who are coming after it was a massive pyramid centered directly over the portal opening to the Ark of the Covenant built 46,459 BC. It was reconstructed in 10,500 BC and 9,500 BC. And we'll talk about why later. And now this is known as the Great Pyramids of Giza, built directly on top of the portal opening to the Ark of the Covenant. The primary purpose of the Great Pyramids, which was designed as a harmonic resonance chamber, was to fortify the portal opening to the Ark of the Covenant and serve as interdimensional teleportation center Ascension Center. How are you going to leave Earth? Well, back then, there it was. That could provide immediate intervention from Sirius B, Universal Stargate 6, which had been assigned as protectors at the time, if the Ark of the Covenant was under attack. Only later was it used as a burial tomb. So it was specifically designed on top of the Ark of the Covenant, the Great Pyramid, to serve as a harmonic resonance chamber. If, let's say, it was being attacked, the portal to, you know, the D2 core of Mother Earth, D9 Andromeda, and along that way, 3696, Sirius B, if they were being attacked, multidimensional beings from Sirius could come to protect it, interdimensional, and it was also directly on top to protect it. 
because whoever controls these portals controls the energy flowing in and out of Mother Earth. So the Pyramid of the Ark of the Covenant was situated upon Earth's geographical center point within the energy vortex that represented the heart chakra, Stargate number four, within Earth's planetary bioenergetic system. So as within, so without, as human beings have chakras, energy centers, portals, so does Mother Earth. And believe it or not, on planet, you feel like, oh, the war is over, you know, oil. Actually, Iraq, Iran, Stargate number 10. So off planet, there's different reasons. They want to control these portals in and out of Mother Earth. And so what can we learn from history? If we don't learn, it will repeat itself. And so, um, you know, we can learn a lot. Um, and so Stargate number four, chakra, the fourth chakra, the heart of Mother Earth is located in Egypt. From 48,459 to approximately 28,000 BC, the Great Pyramid was used as an active interstellar teleport station. Before an explosion in Atlantis caused Earth to slightly tilt on its axis, knocking the pyramid, Earth, D4 heart chakra, out of its previous alignment with Sirius B and other previous aligned planets. ET visits to Egypt after that explosion became less frequent. So there's an explosion around 28,000 BC, which we'll cover, which tilted the, the axis of Earth. So if, if the portal straight to D9, Earth core, Ark of the Covenant is tilted, it limits the availability and the stream of energy coming in. So that's why you know, um, ET visits became less frequent in Egypt. But before that, between 48,459 BC and 28,000 BC, direct connection portal, ET visitors all the time. And that's why you'll see a lot of these treks to Egypt and hieroglyphs and records of that time. So the Syrian Anunnaki developed a system of pyramids and other structures that housed a network of power points through which they drew energy from the great crystals of Atlantis through Earth's grid lines. Templar, Anu were banned from access to inner Earth and use of the Ark of the Covenant. So the off-planet, if you want to call it, and their minions on-planet, Illuminati, were banned from accessing inner Earth and the Ark of the Covenant. And they got pissed and they got angry. And what they started to do was take over much of the Atlantean civilization and devised a plan to conquer inner earth. In 28,000 BC, they forced excessive power through one of their main generator crystals. The crystal unit exploded with more than 10 times the force of an atomic bomb Imagine that. Ripping apart the continent of Atlantis, sending most of its land under sea, and the surface land was reduced to three islands around the area of present-day Bahamas. 
This explosion caused Earth to tilt slightly on its axis, throwing Earth's grid out of balance, breaking the energetic link between Giza, Egypt, and Sirius B, and the Great Pyramid could no longer function as interstellar teleport station. So as these off-planet, on-planet interlocutor were pooling energy, and remember crystals transduce energy, they can store energy and it's neutral, whatever you charge it with, it stores. So they were doing these experiments uh, with these giant crystals and it caused this huge explosion. And Atlantis, uh, what, you know, was, which was thriving and beautiful, um, you know, became reduced to three islands. So imagine 10 atomic bomb energy blowing up underneath the earth. Well, this caused massive flooding in many places and rearrangement of some land masses. Remember, history repeats itself. From 28,000 BC to 10,000 BC. And so also you want to remember, like, what are all these legends that we hear about, right? Nohas, Atlantis, Noah, the flood. Where do these stories really come from? Oh, there was a flood in Atlantis. From 28,000 BC to 10,500 BC, the battle continued with what remained of Atlantis. In 10,500 BC, Anunnaki resistance, angered by the loss of stronghold in Atlantis, launched an aggressive airstrike in attempt to destroy the Ark of the Covenant and dominate Mother Earth. This caused the destruction of the Great Pyramid, Sphinx, and other cultural centers in Egypt, which had to be rebuilt. The Anunnaki resistance were driven off planet to Nibiru. So Nibiru, originally in our solar system, there were 12 planets, base 12, 12 months of the year, 12 apostles. And base 12 is the original when when the bible says god made man in his image it's from here from the patriarchal slant the record books have been twisted and erased they're saying it's some dude in the sky who watches you no it wasn't that when god made man in his image it was a mathematical formulation base 12 which was the eternal life code so there were originally 12 planets in this solar system scientists have yet to discover one of them and that is nibiru where these, if you want to call it, um, Illuminati elders uh, were driven off of and has not been discovered yet. So that happened in 10,500 BC. The Anunnaki resistance did an airstrike, destroyed uh, much of uh, the pyramids, and they had to be rebuilt twice. And it was rebuilt, the Great Pyramid, using the Ankhs. The harmonic resonance link was realigned. So instead of this time realigning to um, Sirius, it realigned to the Palladian star system through the planet Alcyone. So it could once again be used as interstellar teleport station. So Pallades, a lot of people, um, when they're awakening their upper strand of DNA, especially if you're a star seed, you'll start remembering where your soul spent time, cellular memory. And so a lot of, a lot of books right now about Pallades and things like that. So the Great Pyramid was realigned to which is Universal Stargate 5 to Alcyon, uh, the uh, part of the Palladian star system. By 9,500 BC, the Templar Anu, 
minions regain stronghold in Atlantis. And they begin using the crystal generators as a device of torture for those not in compliance with the Templars and a period of rampant power abuse and genetic experimentation ensued within the Atlantean culture. Remember, history repeats itself unless we learn from the past. I'm just going to mention a few keywords here. Not in compliance. Genetic experimentation. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. So in 9,500 BC, the Atlantean Templar Anu devised a plan to take over the Great Pyramid Teleport Station so that the Resistance could have free access to Halcyon and Pallades. Using Ankhs pirated from Inner Earth, they attempted to direct ultra-high frequency, fifth-dimensional energy from the Ankhs, so they stole some Ankhs, through the Great Crystal Generators, which still remained operational in the Atlantean Islands, through Earth's energetic grid, into the Ark of the Portal, Ark of the Covenant Portal Bridge, to send a high-powered electromagnetic pulse through the Ark into, at the top, and we'll talk about this some other time, the Sphere of Amente at the core of Andromeda M31 Galaxy. Remember, that's Dimension Universal Stargate 9. So they believed, so sending an energy from these stolen onks into you know, from Atlantis power generators, crystals into the grid lines, into the Ark of the Covenant, D2 core, all the way up to Andromeda M31 galaxy. And they believed if they did that, they can control, once again, the energy flowing in and out and the link to Pallades. They believed that they, this could release the blue flame of the Ark of the Covenant to be used as an inexhaustible source of power and turn humanity into a slave race and extract all of the precious gold and resources from Earth. This is a war of energy. They need energy. They needed Earth's energy. And so, and remember I said the same off-planet people are still in the same things and timelines are frequency. There is no time. Consciousness moves. It's only consciousness moving through different densities. In fact, they're more desperate now. So their intention at that time was to gain an inexhaustible source of energy and turn humanity into a slave race and extract all of the resources and energy. However, what they didn't know is that the sphere of Amenti had a, a protective seal. When the electromagnetic pulse was sent, the seal blocked the attempt and instead sent the electromagnetic pulse into fission. The exploding energies focused on Andromeda Galaxy, it refracted back down through the Ark of the Covenant, through the Earth grid, then refocused on the point of origin of the main crystal generator beneath the largest island of Atlantis, which caused a chain reaction explosion within the crystal generators. Big explosion, plan backfired, the energy refracted. huge explosion on the main island of Atlantis. There was a mass evacuations from Atlantis after the Syrian council found out too late about the plan. The explosions blew apart the landmass of the largest Atlantean island, causing tectonic shifts 
earthquakes beneath the ocean floor. This set off a series of explosions, decimating the landmass of the two remaining islands, sending them deep into the caverns beneath the ocean into a watery grave. And that's how Atlantis sunk. But remember, there is no time, only consciousness moving through different densities. So when you start working with your multidimensional frequencies, there is a timeline where Atlantis still exists. And some people in retreats and ceremonies are reawakening that memory. The explosions occurred in 9,558 BC, and it resulted in another shift of Earth's axis, causing earthquakes and flooding. The Giza, Stargate 4, Egypt, teleport station was once again thrown out of alignment with Earth's chakra, Stargate 4, and it no longer aligned to Halcyon Pallades. With this event, the Syrian Blue Race removed the crystal generators, which had not exploded, and humanity's technological abilities along with that, and multidimensional connection. And Mother Earth lost its multidimensional connection to its 4th, 5th, and 6th universal Stargate. 7th, 8th, 9th, Universal Stargate, the Ark of the Covenant portal passes. And when you lose your connection to the soul, you go into what is called Mother Earth entered into the Dark Ages, not remembering who you are. In essence, Earth lost its contact with its soul and oversoul. And here we are. So history repeats itself unless we learn from the past. History is repeating itself right now. The same off-planet beings are attending and going using the same on-planet techniques, extracting power and energy, going for the stargates, causing wars, patriarchal influence, And going, really, what they're going for is total control. Each timeline is determined by frequency. History is folding over itself in frequency. For example, um, back in the day, there was smallpox. And the Native Americans uh, were faced with uh, this plague. And, uh, you know, at the time I was riding with Chief Elaine Jr., um, one of the most influential uh, mentors in my life. And he was telling me stories, hereditary chief, about back in the day, back in the day, sitting bull and all these chiefs and the smallpox virus was spreading the same off planet, doing the same on planet things. And they knew that they had to unite the tribes. They were stronger together. Those who love peace must learn how to collaborate and communicate better than those who love war. And so they were going around and they were trying to unite the tribes. But because of the influence of division that had been so deeply pervaded into society and this belief in lack that they needed, somehow needed this external figure for food, for money, for 
the tribes could not unite. And what happened, happened. And so right now, history is repeating itself. And those who love peace must learn how to communicate, collaborate with a spirit of abundance better than those who love war. The belief in lack is the root cause of all suffering. And humanity has been believed that they lack, that they need something outside of themselves. No, they don't. Anytime someone believes I need something outside of myself right now in order to make me happy, in order to make me full, or make me whole, they suffer because you're trying you're trying to change something you can't change. Only you have control over your inner self. And the truth is, you are perfect, healthy, healed, whole, and complete, just the way you are, made in the image and likeness of God, eternal life being a crowning jewel of all the creation. But in order to remember this, we must wake up our intron potential DNA, embody our soul, our multidimensional frequencies. And you see this. Atlantis prospered because of two things. It was following the sacred law of one when it was prospering. All things are equal, interconnected, and have value and exist as source, a circle, a holarchy. Not a hierarchy, because these off-planet beings, that's what they're using, a hierarchy, a triangle, where every step down the off-planet um, control the on-planet, the on-planet, top 1%, and they tell, and each step down the triangle knows less and less Unless, till at the bottom of the triangle, they don't know shit. But we are a line, not sheep. And so, right now, you know, World War One, it's a time loop. World War Two, it's a time loop. And there are World War Three is a potential timeline if we don't learn from the past. And you see, Egyptian culture, Atlantic culture, they pro when they were prospering, they were following the sacred law of one and had access to multi-dimensional technologies and frequencies. They were accessing their higher self or their soul, their cosmic ancestors. And that's what we need right now to start going within, accessing our soul, activating our upper stranded DNA and remembering and embodying the sacred law of one. And that's when Mother Earth will start to thrive again. And we are at a very crucial inflection point in humanity's history right now. Best time to be alive, in my opinion. It's the climax, the last scene of Avatar, where they're going for Mother Earth's resources. And they're extracting the resources. They're going for Mother Tree. And the animals are coming out and said, yo, we're here to help. The plant nations are coming out. They have consciousness and they're here to help. The mineral crystal are coming back out, you know, and some of us grid workers are being shown where these giant crystals, some of them still remain underneath the earth, right? And so um, we're coming together and earth is at a very important inflection point in its history. The Schumann resonance or the core frequency, the heartbeat of Mother Earth is increasing. We're on a return cycle to source. So as the core frequency increases of Mother Earth, some call it the golden age, some call it we've entered the age of Aquarius. So there's these cycles. We went through the dark ages. We survived. Darkness, we survived. 
now together we thrive as the Schumann resonance increases, it's going to increase the frequency of everything living on Mother Earth, the frequency will increase. And what does higher oscillation do? It entrains lower vibration. So what does light do? It exposes darkness. So what's going to happen is everybody's higher self is going to come online. And they're going to have a choice. Remember, there's no force in source. For there to be love, there must be a choice. And source, God is love. He honors choice. So everybody's going to have a choice. As their higher self comes online, higher oscillation. And they're going to be able to see clearly, oh my goodness. That's fear. False evidence appearing real. And there are going to be those, even though they can see it, they're going to choose to abide by systems based upon fear. False evidence appearing real. Control manipulation, lack of transparency. And those beings over a long, 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 long period of time, they're going to consume energy to create energy. They're going to consume energy to create, and they're going to run out of energy and return to source as a black hole space dust return. Still sacred, still a part of source with no incarnational memory of its existence. But as people's higher selves have come online, there's going to be new systems that start forming, new ways, a new earth that are based upon love, transparency, respect, holarchy, unity. And as these systems starts emerging, people are going to have to choose. And they choose through their frequency, choose love or choose fear. And the people who choose love are going to start embodying their soul, accessing their multidimensional self, embodying their oversoul, embodying their avatar, Christos, eventually, and eventually they're going to be able to embody their primal light and primal sound fields. And what is that? When someone's able to embody their primal light and primal sound fields, in the beginning, God said that to be like, that is what the definition of what New Agers call an ascended master. And these ascended masters, once you do that, you're going to be able to use that space dust, still sacred, still a part of source, to create new planets and new universes and new galaxies. So very exciting time to be aligned. Crucial inflection point in humanity's history. From my perspective, and it's beautiful um, because star seeds, uh, Palladians, Andromedans, uh, Lyrans, if you want to call them, and even ancient, ancient pre-split beings that have never incarnated on Earth before are choosing to come into Earth right now for such an important inflection point in humanity's history. And these little kids coming in, you look into their eyes, they're clear, they're coming in with full six-stranded DNA online. What is an indigo child? It's someone who comes in with their upper strand of DNA already online on service contracts to humanity. They're coming in with their souls online and it's our job to protect them and to start creating a setup, a divine setup for them to be able to um, fulfill their missions. And they're coming in hot like a fajita and they're bringing back the, the teachings of the sacred law of one, the inner Christos reclamation mission. And, you know, the beautiful thing is we already have the technologies. We already have the technologies to cure any disease, to activate anybody's potential. But once again, it comes down to those who love peace must learn how to communicate, collaborate um, in a spirit of abundance and joy better than those who love war. And make no mistake about it, Source has a plan. Love wins. Higher oscillation and trains lower vibration. And so for the last three, four years, I've been blessed to travel the world and facilitate the heart protocol and uh, hold space and listen. 
And as I was listening to all these people talk about uh, connect with their soul and tell themselves why they're here to do what they're here to do, I started putting together the pieces and I started realizing Source has a plan. There's a plan for Hollywood. There's a plan for the music industry. There's a plan for the political world. And there's a plan for a new earth. Mother Earth, she giving birth. New earth. But first, she's going to purge. So in order for something new to manifest, something must first de-manifest. you got to create space for that. And so Mother Earth has to create space and purge to create a new earth. And so we see it happening right now. Remember I said history repeats itself. Wars, rumors of wars, floods, certain land masses disappearing. Dare to prepare, dare to be ready. Prepare, find your tribe, oscillate high. And when you find them, love them hard and be prepared. Self-sustainable, God sovereign and free. We are free, we are free, we are free for the coming time that is up ahead. Go within. And so I want to just kind of a specific direct quotes from Voyagers chapter 2. Once humanity becomes aware of the law of one and unity consciousness and wake up their multidimensional self, these control organizations will no longer be able to blindly lead the people. For the people will choose freedom, love, equality, authentic connection over fear and blind subservience. So the key lies in waking up to your multidimensional soul, accessing your soul. If you've never done that before, I want to invite you to our retreat um, because that's happening in a safe, gentle, consistent, protected manner. There's another quote here. The science of ascension was withheld from the masses, but the promise of ascension was used to manipulate people into supporting and obeying the authorities who claimed that ascension could be accomplished only through blind belief and adherence to their politically motivated creeds. So the record books were changed. Blank slate technology, DNA was swiped, the memory of the soul. And all the texts were changed and the science of ascension that you are who you've been looking for, G-U-R-U, don't need no guru, decentralized spirituality, decentralized finance. But instead, um, as the record books were changed, manipulated, distorted, and, you know, and then these religious political organizations started saying, hey, you need to pay me this. Hey, you need to go through a priest. Hey, you need to. And they're, they're doing that today for control. Same off-planet, doing the same off-planet things. The distorted Templar creeds influenced by Anunnaki resistance, Templar Anu loyalists who erased human DNA and made them slaves and surrogate gods. So they blank-slated human technology and they appointed themselves as gods. To this day, even if you watch Guy TV, some of the shows are saying that, oh, the Anunnaki are the, what? Are gods? No, they're not. Well, we evolved from apes. No, we didn't. We're crowning jewel of all of creation. In one episode, maybe we'll go into that. So all of our current structures 
are built on the uh, this pyramid of economic, political, social organization that has built upon this patriarchal slanted need for greed. And these distortions of the sacred law of one is what has caused the pain, disease, war, competition, hatred, and violence up until this point in history. But together, we remember Hand in hand, we stand. Babylon will fall. And God's children now standing tall, roaring like a lion, love winds, higher oscillation and trains, lower vibration. We are waking up. And the more of us start focusing, shift our attention. Your attention is your currency. Whatever you put attention on, energy flows to and it grows. Shift our attention to a new earth. Imagine, feel, and visualize with me. Little hubs, healing centers, retreat centers all around the world, cities of light, located specifically on high-frequency grid points where ley lines, the brain of Mother Earth, which carries the electromagnetic frequency, cross-section with giant crystals underneath the earth. And our children, our children's children, growing up with fresh living water, running around with aunties and uncles, conscious community, with decentralized finance, decentralized spirituality, once again following and flowing with the sacred law of one, once again having access to its soul, its potential, its birthright, freedom. Now imagine all of these healing centers interconnected and communicating like an underground mycelial network. That's how the mushrooms communicate, the fungi. It's a model. And anytime one of these healing centers is, is weak or needs resources, just like the mycelial do, they naturally, without even thought, send energy, nutrients to the healing center, and it sustains each other as a giant, microcosm of interconnection, love, and our children get to grow up with freedom. And that is what is now unfolding. Now imagine all 144 of these healing centers, all however many of these healing centers with councils of 12 or 13 channeling in together with combined intention energy equals mass times consciousness squared not speed of light squared so what's 144 squared one with 12 in each pod boom the energy and channeling primal light and primal sound down into the ley lines of mother earth and down into the crystals underneath the earth and the crystals are charged with this energy and it lifts the frequency of the ley lines and all interconnected uh, these healing centers, these hubs do it simultaneously and it lifts the frequency of Mother Earth. And over a three-day period, there's a massive timeline shift into what New Agers are calling fifth-dimensional Earth. What Jesus spoke about, New Jerusalem. What Bob Marley sang about Zion, what Eckhart Tolle wrote about New Earth, what the Native American chiefs were tuning into, a time of great peace. 
All prophecies are now being fulfilled and created at the same time, and we are the ones we've been looking for. Take a look inside, and you will find you are who you've been looking for the whole damn time. And so I pray, original eternal source consciousness field, as we tune into the source of all love, the source of all wisdom, the source of all power, creator. All things are possible. And we tune in to the glory and character and the truth of original, eternal source consciousness field now covering the earth once again as the water covers the seas. Thy kingdom, kingdom come. Thy will is now being done on earth as it is in the highest heavens. Taisa into doi, taisa into doi. Taisha in Tadoi, spoken as it is stated now, and so it is done. <sighs> Love, light, peace, and truth to all sentient beings. Love you, fam. Peace. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Spiritual Psychiatrist Podcast. We hope today's show has provided you with the insights, inspiration, and tools you need to remember who you really are, live your best life, and fulfill your hero's journey. What's up, family? I wanted to introduce you to the most affordable, accessible, pure compound grade peptides that you can find on the market. Uh, we're super excited and proud to launch this company, www.practicalpeptides.com. And our aim for this company was to allow people to order peptides straight from their home and receive pure pharmaceutical grade peptides to help people lose weight naturally, to help people build muscle, to get shredded, to get into their best physical, emotional, mental shape of their lives. So if this is something you're interested in, go ahead and check out www.practicalpeptides.com. The link will be down below. To stay connected with our podcast community, please subscribe, share, rate, and review the show on your preferred platform. Your feedback helps us reach more souls on their path to healing and self-realization. One billion souls. Let's go. For access to show notes, transcripts, and additional resources, please visit our website at www.samuelbleemd.com, www.samuelbleemd.com. You'll also find information about upcoming episodes and special guests. Remember, your journey towards healing and self-realization is a sacred one, and you are never ever alone on your journey. It's an absolute joy and an honor to support you on your hero's path, the path of truth, and the truth will set you free. Until our next episode, I encourage you to take a look inside and you will find you are who you've been looking for the whole damn time. And always remember, be you. Be unique, be beautiful. This is Dr. Samuel Lee signing off from the Spiritual Psychiatrist Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode.